I had to sort of become my own vegan coach, I kind of thought, well, really, if I've done all this and I've managed to help myself, I really want to try and help other people as well. So that's really how the vegan coach was born, I guess. Save the planet and make it heal. You can help by eating a vegan meal. Come join us if you're vegan curious. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Vegan Curious. I'm Sarah. And I'm her partner in crime, vegan partner in crime, I guess, Ashley. And uh, Um, it's great to have you with us. It is, it is. Um, This week uh, we have an action-packed show. Um, We always have an action-packed show. Yeah, that's true, actually. Is it more action-packed than usual? Otherwise it would just be you and I talking to each other and chatting absolute rubbish for 45 minutes although that's actually true. that is what happens anyway yes yeah, so, i was gonna say yeah. that's basically the show but anyway yeah. but what have we got then <laughs> yeah anyway listen on it's gonna be great um we have got actually um a really cool interview with um stella woodward um so stella yeah. is a pt um and she goes by the name of uh, the vegan coach so um she is going to be talking to us a little bit about nutrition um, helping people stay fit when they're um, at home more and obviously gyms aren't open still and um, we're still sort of in in the midst of social distancing um, so she's going to be putting us through our p- paces quite literally um, I actually did a workout with her uh, as part of the interview so wow, that would okay. be um, really enjoyable listening I'm sure as I huff and puff my way through <laughs> the burpees I, I, I'm really scared already but there you go Yep, uh, you should be. Um, so that's coming up a little bit later, um, and uh, we'll be talking about news this week, and also we will talk uh, a little bit about what we've been scoffing as well. Um, so let's get on with it. Okay, so Sarah Collins, what have you been scoffing this week? <laughs> well, I have to say that I have just scoffed um, a pizza, um, which actually... It, it was two pizzas. Is that that's it? Sounds really bad. Obviously, we shared, um, but we had pizza from Basilico, um, which is a chain in London, um, and they started doing vegan pizzas a few years ago. Um, but they weren't particularly amazing. But but now they seem to have really upped their game, and they've got lots of different options. So we just had um, a artichoke, uh, roasted pepper, and red pepper pesto pizza which was Sounds good. delicious. Um, so that's probably the first thing that comes to mind because I've just eaten it. How about you? What have you been scoffing? Uh, well, not anything too exciting, really. So, I mean, we've having bits and bobs. I had a bit of um, some kind of fake chicken wings from Biff's Jack Shack the other day. But, you know, I've just been actually just experimenting with cooking. I've been making loads of dolls and doing strange things with tofu. So, oh, lovely. Um, I yeah, have to say, it's been fun. in terms of dessert, I have I have been baking. I've really, really so uh, since lockdown. I think it must be something to do with the fact that you can't buy flour. So the mm. fact that the baking um, ingredients are scarce makes me want to bake even more. Something very strange in that. But um, I did make a chocolate cake, um, wow. which which I can't profess to um, have devised it myself. It, it was a recipe from. Uh, the happy pair if you know those guys um yeah yeah sure on instagram and um it was like 
a chocolate cake with chocolate mousse on the top and oh, honestly it was utterly utterly delicious um and uh unfortunately because obviously me and my other half are not really seeing um anybody else at the moment we basically ate it all ourselves which was pretty terrible to be honest um over over a course of you know like five or six days but we did consume a whole chocolate cake in a week which is um it's quite bad it's it's a good job you've got that workout coming then yeah it absolutely is isn't it um so, so i've got a question for you so um what's the first restaurant you're going to go to when lockdown properly finishes say um, we're all assuming it's gonna be july the 4th and we're recording this on i think it's the 14th of june today uh but what, what's the first place you're going to go um oh it's really hard um I probably I I do want to go to the Spread Eagle. That's definitely on my list because because obviously I want to go to a pub and I want to eat vegan food. And so yeah. those two things probably if you think about it there's not that many places that you would go and be really excited about the pub and the food. So probably the Spread Eagle in Hackney. What about you? Can I can I come? Um yes, well I'm really missing Cook Daily. I would love to mm. have Cook Daily back. Um I would really like to go to Purezza, you know, the vegan pizza place in Camden. Um, it'd be nice to see, like, just the old favourites, really, like Stem and Glory and The Gate uh, open. That would be great to see them opening. But yeah, it would just be nice. I guess it's just that normality, isn't it, just to go out to a nice restaurant and have a nice meal. So maybe one day, you know, maybe it'll happen one day soon, uh, social distancing permitting. Yes, absolutely. Um, so there's been so we we've been talking for a few weeks, haven't we? Uh, sort of lamenting the absence of vegan news from the news agenda. Um, obviously, there are many more um, important and uh, pressing issues at hand at the moment. So the, the the kind of quantity of of news relating to veganism has just fallen off a cliff. But it does seem to be making a little bit of a comeback. And there are a few things that have happened this week that. Um, it's worthwhile chatting about. What's your piece of news that you're bringing to the table, Ash? Well, I guess, in, you know, I am uh, old school retro trainer type of guy. Um, so, you know, I'm much more of a kind of like, you know, Conversey, Vans, Adidas type person, as opposed to you, who's a bit more Nike and um, what's the other brand you love? Um, <laughs> I'm just going to let you struggle. Is it Vija? Uh, it could be, couldn't it? Yeah. So they do, Vija do great, great vegan shoes, but they're about 120 quid, aren't they? But just really, really good to see Adidas. I mean, I know Nike do loads of vegan shoes, but, uh, you know, trainers, but they really are my sort of thing. But adidas bring it on so they've got three um of the kind of most iconic designs actually they're going to be available in jd sports and probably other retailers too so uh the superstar uh the continental um and my favorite the adidas samba which has kind of got those three stripes and then kind of a they're white and the kind of gray gray toe so i'm very excited about that and i will be be ordering one of those very very shortly but you know it just for me as much as i you know i love summer it's just like i do spend the entire summer either in converse or converse knockoffs or really horrible cheap plimsolls so it's just really nice to see some interesting new trainers coming 
Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It's it's quite it is still quite difficult to get um, nice vegan trainers, isn't it? I think you can you can probably get more vegan shoes now, can't you? Like uh, my other half always uses Will's vegan shoes and stuff like that, and there are obviously a number of websites. But you're right, your kind of mainstream high street brands are still a bit tricky um, for for vegans to navigate, aren't they? So um, yeah, I'm I'm pleased with that. I probably won't rush out and buy some. Mm, but I am happy that you're happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I do think this is going to be a big thing actually this year. Um, I do think we're going to see a lot more trains. Well, maybe who knows? This year is just such randomness, isn't it? That you know, who knows what might happen? But maybe over the next eighteen months, I think we will start to see um, vegan trains become very, very mainstream. So fingers crossed for that. So, um, um, what have you been interested in? What What are you curious about this week then? Um, so I've got a couple of things, um, that I spotted, uh, one of them, uh, is <laughs> actually they're, they're both quite, quite strange. Um, one of them, uh, is a story from, uh, a vegan dating app called, uh, Vegly. And they basically said that the UK is the best place, um, in the world for vegan daters. Um, so if you want to go out <laughs> and you want to eat some vegan food um, and you have somebody you'd like to impress, well, apparently the UK is the best place to do that. I think it's just completely bonkers, isn't it? So, I mean, fair play to the PR person who's come up with that idea. But, you know, it must be very hard for dating apps at the moment because, OK, all right, I know you can have somebody, that, someone special in your bubble now. But, um, you know, there's not been a lot of dating going on for three months or not in a kind of social distancing approved way. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> That's you know, I, I mean, there is there was somebody else. I can't remember off the top of my head who did it. I've just, just done like the, the top cities in the world for being vegan and, and London did come out top. Um, and I think it has done for like, like the last two, three years. I mean, it used to be all the Australian cities like Melbourne and Sydney, but you know, you know, we uh, we lead the world apparently in where well, London does anyway, and and I can imagine obviously this all over the UK. Obviously, Brighton there's loads of vegan restaurants. Leeds has got a lot of good vegan places. Manchester too. So yeah, yeah maybe. Well, and I was sort of less interested in the fact that people um, are that the UK is a great place for vegan dining. Obviously, we know that, but more interested in the, in the vegan dating app in and of itself. Um, I'd never heard of. I knew that that I knew that vegan dating apps existed, right? But I'd never heard of this one before, um, and it did make me think that I think we should have a chat to somebody from from one of the these dating services because I don't know. I mean, you're obviously a happily married man, um, but if you were dating, would you feel the need to go on a vegan dating app or not? Well, it depends if you're you know you're only prepared to live a vegan, doesn't it? So I think if that's the case, you know, you've limited the the pool of potential partners. So, yeah, I I think it would make total sense. You know, I think uh, uh, you're probably better off actually going down the spread eagle and getting drunk. That would be better. Well, yeah, that's true. That's a really good point. Actually, you can just go and hang out in loads of uh, vegan uh, vegan places rather than um, trying to find them on a dating app. But yeah, I see your point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I probably would use it. I think it's quite a quite a cool idea actually because you don't really want to be going out to dinner and you know 
someone sitting across from you eating a big fat steak and then expecting a smooch after, do you? I mean, that yeah, just no. is unpleasant to me. Um, anyway, the next piece of news um, is to do with some ducklings. I don't know if Duck- you've heard about this. Ducklings. Yes, little baby ducks. Um, okay. And Waitrose. Have you heard of this story? Has this got a happy ending? It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> no, actually, it does. I mean, it, well, you you can uh, draw your own conclusions. Um, so there is a woman in Hertfordshire who has um, <laughs> who who now has three ducks, and the reason that she's got three ducks is that she bought a bunch of eggs from Waitrose. Mm-hmm. She stuck them in an incubator, and then a month later. She hatched three Braddock white ducklings. Okay, uh, interesting. But why did she do it? Uh, I think. Well, from what from the from the from the sounds of things, she did it because she was a bored because she was on furlough and still is on furlough, and uh, b she just wanted to see what would happen. Wow. Uh, okay. And is she a yeah. vegan? Is she a vegan? No, because or... she bought the eggs, right? So I don't think she's vegan. But, yeah, but, but, yeah, but... What do you mean? But she could, you know, I'm just wondering if she's making a point here. So, you know, the point is, is that, you know, back in my egg-eating days, you know, you go in and you knew kind of roughly what the egg was, what was going to happen to the egg. But, you know, you you still had it anyway, didn't you? And it, Whereas I'm wondering if she's kind of like making a point that even the eggs you buy from... Waitrose, if you incubate them in the right way, you're going to end up with live animals. Well, so this is the thing, is that, so, um, a lot of people are up in arms about this, right? Because a lot of people have said, um, oh my goodness, I can't, I can't believe that, yeah, no, but I can't believe that um, Waitrose is selling fertilised eggs, right? But, okay, yeah. Um, and, and people are very upset about this, you know. Um, but uh, obviously Waitrose have come out and said that fertilised eggs are entirely indistinguishable from normal eggs unless they're incubated and are perfectly safe to eat um but it did it did baffle me quite a lot that people didn't expect the eggs that you bought from the supermarket would hatch into animals <laughs> do you see what i mean it's like do you not do people not really understand that um eggs create tiny babies <laughs> it just seems very strange that well, everyone was so surprised that this had happened yeah, but um, then, you know, I guess in my vegetarian days, yeah, I mean, you just didn't give it that much thought, really. You just kind of, oh, it's an egg, you know, and you don't think, oh, this is the beginnings of some animal. So, yeah, I mean, what can I say, Sarah? That, you know, I think it's really interesting. I think that it's really interesting that she's done it. And, you know, I, you know, I mean, I know I do wonder if she's is specifically trying to make that point. Well... They're very cute is the only thing I would say. So it's really worth going and checking them out because um, I think she's going to have a few more followers now given that she has uh, got <laughs> got some ducks. They're honestly so cute. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it sort of made me think that maybe I should get ducks. Just go and buy some eggs from Waitrose. And, and see there if I you go. Yeah. Do you think your, your dog would get on well with them, eh? No, yeah, I don't know whether that would work really, would it? Um, no, probably best not. But um, anyway, I thought that was a, a, a quite a, quite a nice and quite a heartwarming story um, for this week. Yeah, 
Very sweet. Yeah, what could I say? Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with it. I love ducks. I hope she's going to, you know, maybe obviously raise them and then, I don't know, would, would, she, would she put them in the park? Is that a bad thing to do? Well, she said she's got some pet chickens, um, so she's going to raise them alongside her chickens. <laughs> so she's oh, going to okay. have a, a menagerie. Um, okay. So she's diversifying her portfolio. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, you can find her on Instagram. She is called Charlie Lello. Um, okay. So I will check go, her out. Go, go and check them out. Good, good. Do you know what? I've never eaten duck. Never told you that? Never in my oh, life wow. eaten duck. No, it's like really weird. So even as a kid, I just didn't like the idea of eating ducks. Then I became a vegetarian, obviously, and then it's not so it's very weird so i mean two or three times in my life i've had like fake duck uh, as in yeah. you know i mean invariably Not like you know, kind of yeah chinesey type uh restaurants where they just do all the kind of like soya based alternatives but um yeah no i it's kind of one of those things i've not got a clue what it really tastes like hmm that's strange, isn't it? Yeah, I, I have eaten it yeah, historically, but um, I have to say there was there was one person who commented on this story um, who made a very good point that um, if she did decide um, that at some point that she may, you know, use the ducks for meat, not that she would, obviously, because they are now her pets and they're gorgeous, um, that... Um, that's great value for money because not only will she get the duck eggs from them, she'll also get, you know, four duck breasts. Um, but uh, yeah, that was, that was uh, quite you a You had to comment. spoil it, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I was just, honestly, the, the comments on it are really funny. Um, but uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of the, the, the bizarre story of the week. Um, but uh, I think it's probably time to move on from the ducks. They are very cute though. Okay, so after that, so now we we've we've got your interview now. We have, so yeah, we've um, been chatting to Stella, um, and she, like I say, has very kindly provided us uh, with a little bit of a workout. So if you are currently sitting there thinking, "Oh, I really should be doing some exercise, getting the blood pumping," then please follow along. Um, it is um, embarrassing for me, um, but uh, it is a good five-minute workout and it will help to get the blood pumping a little bit and uh, hopefully she can be a source of inspiration for all of you people sitting at home um, looking for new fitness ideas. Um, and she's also provided us with a couple of recipes which we will be sharing uh, along with the podcast too. Sounds great. Bring her on. So three years ago this month, we moved into our house um, that we're in currently. Um, so we we uh, were lucky enough to have a large outbuilding at the back of the house, um, mm-hmm. which yep. we which we started converting into a gym, um, and then sort of very quickly from there, because I'd been giving friends and family so much advice on sort of training, healthy diet, um, it just kind of evolved from there to be to become a vegan vegan coach, um, yep. and and probably the the main inspiration behind it was because when I became vegan about six years ago. Um, I, I was quite heavily into my, my training, working out, um, and I was looking for a vegan coach to help me. Um, mm-hmm. I, need, I needed a personal trainer or a coach to help me um, make sure that I maintained my athletic performance on, on the vegan diet, plant-based diet, um, and I needed somebody to make sure that I was going to be able to build and maintain muscle and sort of maintain a, a lean physique, which I like. Um, and literally, yeah. 
I couldn't find anybody. Um, <laughs> so then I had to sort of become my own vegan coach, um, you know, going the long way, doing loads of research myself. And then I kind of thought, well, really, if I've done all this and I've managed to help myself, I really want to try and help other people as well. So that's really how the vegan coach was born, I guess. Oh, amazing. So you couldn't find someone, so you did it yourself. I love that. Um, yeah. I love that initiative and entrepreneurialism. It's wicked. Um, so what in lockdown then, obviously we're all sat at home, most of us, mm-hmm. if we can, are working from home or yeah. doing some sort of variation, being stuck in the house um, quite a lot. Um, and I mean, I don't know about everybody else, but certainly for me, keeping active and maintaining motivation has been a bit tricky. Um, So are you sort of finding that with your clients or are you you kind of, what are you saying to people about how they can stay active and and make sure that nutrition's still there? I mean, I think think people are sort of a bit divided on it. I mean, people who were already clients of mine who are already quite heavily into looking after the diet and being very physically active, for example, clients who would, would regularly be coming to my gym, as soon yeah. as the as soon as lockdown happened and Boris announced that we had to close gyms, myself and my clients were in contact with each other straight away, working out strategies on on how, um, although routines and everything had changed, how they were going to be able to to stay physically active. So I think people that were already into it and already feeling the the physical and mental health benefits knew that they had to make that carry on somehow. Um, yeah. So straight away, I started running um, three live um, Facebook workouts a week. Um, so three live classes a week is free for anybody to join. Um, initially, it was just really for my clients um, and for myself really as well. So same days and times each week, about 30 to 40 minute workouts, um, the majority of which can be done with no equipment or very, very minimal equipment. I think most people have maybe got like a kettlebell at home, which they're using as like a doorstop or <laughs> something like yeah. that. Um, <laughs> yeah, anything heavy, yeah. So, yeah, some, some clients are using like, they're filling water bottles up. Um, I've got one client who uses like a, a sack of dog food. Somebody else is using like a, um, a sack of potatoes. Um, so, yeah, I just started doing that. Um, and I think the yeah people who are are used to being healthy and and fit have kind of just adapted to it um some clients have decided they they, they're doing like a bespoke diet and training plan online with me um so I personal train them via zoom or they can have a training plan um and I have got a group a group diet and training program that I run as well um which I think a lot of people are are finding the group support because obviously we can't see people in person now can we um yeah and we're kind of feeling the lack of community support so um I think that online community is helping a lot of people as well Um, and however I think a lot of people who were maybe kind of a little bit into health and fitness but not so much I think a lot of people are probably really seeing their health and fitness decline if they're not not aware of that they're not not really keeping an eye on it because everything's changed hasn't it routines changed um I think we mentioned earlier I think when people are stuck at home they do tend to eat more um definitely I'm certainly more um more sedentary than I have been before just because I'm not getting up going to meetings kind of walking around town yeah it's just people make such a difference moving a lot less not necessarily exercise but people are just generally moving less, which has actually studies have shown that a sedentary lifestyle has a much 
a much worse effect on your health and fitness than than not exercising so you could have a desk job and yeah. just sit on your butt at a desk or driving for 23 hours a day and go to the gym for one hour a day and still be relatively unfit or unhealthy whereas if you've got an active job um you know maybe somebody who's a gardener or something like that then it it has a much better effect on your health and fitness so I think yeah people are more sedentary um and I think people are tending to drink a lot more dare I say as well like (laughs) every every night's a Saturday night you're not having to get up for work as such in the morning so people I think are maybe drinking a bit more alcohol and I think people are uh, maybe just feeling a bit more stressed be that because they've got a heavier workload because of coronavirus or mm-hmm. on the flip flip side people have maybe lost their job or lost a lot of their income um people are stressing because they're having to work from home and trying to homeschool their kids at the same time so I think all these things are having quite a big um quite a big bearing on people's mental and physical health because I really do I'm a firm believer that your mental and your physical health really do go hand in hand um, yeah, yeah, and and I think staying physically active is the, the best way to stay mentally healthy. Um, yeah, that's probably oh. what, one of my main motivations for exercising is the mental health aspect. Um, yeah, so I, I think yeah, pe- people are falling into one of one or two camps really with with it. I think. Yeah, and is it? I mean, is it the case that um, I know that quite often some of the pushback that you get uh, when you follow a vegan diet is a lot of people say, "Oh, it's too expensive." Um, mm. or I don't have enough time to cook or, or whatever yeah. and is that is that kind of similar to what you maybe find in terms of the exercise as well because I guess yeah. like some people especially you know with with schools and nurseries still currently closing although hopefully there's light at yeah. the end of the tunnel a lot, of, a lot of people are saying to me like I've got 10 minutes <laughs> what yeah. can I do in 10 minutes is it still worth it worth working out for 10 minutes if that's all you've got totally I mean the way I look at it is if you think if you maybe perhaps in the past before lockdown, if you've been a member of a gym and you've maybe got three classes you go to a week, if you think about the amount of time you take perhaps getting ready to go out to your class, commuting mm-hmm. to the class, once you're there, then having a chat with people afterwards, then commuting back. I mean, you may be doing like, say, 45 minutes to an hour worth of exercise, maybe three, four times a week. But the amount of time it's taken out your day while well, the faffing that goes around it, um that's all being cut out really so I think it's that positive attitude towards stuff I mean the way I've been sort of trying to encourage people is if you know you're going to be at home with the kids all day and once the kids are up and you get into that you know on that hamster wheel of trying to homeschool trying to feed people trying to keep everything clean and tidy and you just feel like oh I I was going to exercise today but it's got to bedtime and I'm like oh I'm just going to have a glass of wine and go to bed yeah I sort of say to people if you if you know the kids wake up at seven, why don't you get up at quarter past six, have your gym kit ready, literally get up, yeah. put your gym stuff on, maybe have a coffee to give yourself that little boost. And by half past six, you can be down in your living room or your garden. And just like you mentioned earlier, even a really quick blast, like 20, 30 minutes maximum. And if you put yourself on that time constraint, like I've got to get this done because the kids are getting up at seven, you'd be amazed at how much you can actually get done in that short period of time. Um, yeah. Whereas when you've got loads of time, you tend to sort of faff about it a little bit as well, don't you? And oh, yeah, totally. I mean, the amount of time I spend faffing in the gym 
like oh, you know from the moment yeah. when you walk into the shower and then you've oh, got yeah. to take your makeup off and you've got to yeah. have your water break yeah. and your towel yeah. and all this type of stuff I've got I've got I've got lots more time now <laughs> that was it that was going to be exactly my next point some people will be like oh yeah I, I go to the gym like four times a week and I'm there for an hour but if you really if you followed you around with with a camera a video camera and like you say you get into the gym and then you meet somebody and have a chat about what the weekend was like and then you maybe got to, oh, the machine that I wanted to use is in use, so I'm going to have to queue for that. And then you'd maybe get onto your machine and do some exercises, and then you know that you need to have a rest period. So you think, oh, I'll just check my emails while I'm on the rest period. And your rest period may be meant to be 30 to 60 seconds, but then four minutes later, you're still on your phone. And really, if you looked at the amount of work you actually got done in that hour in the gym, it, it's probably negligible, whereas if you think... It, for, yeah. example, for example if you've got something like a kettlebell or even if you're using your own body weight you've got 20 minutes you say to yourself I'm going to do say 15 kettlebell swings every minute on the minute for 10 minutes you've done 150 kettlebell swings in 10 minutes you've had minimal rest it's got your heart rate up it's worked every muscle in your body and you've had a good workout and you've probably got through the same amount of work than you did when you spent an hour in the gym half an hour commuting there half an hour commuting back and 20 minutes far from rendering the changing room so I think you can work things to your advantage it's just having that positive mindset towards it and not thinking oh I can't not thinking about what you can't do what you can't access what time you've not got just look at what you what you what you do have and what you can do and, and work with that definitely yeah, I completely agree with um with, with that as well. And I'm really glad that you talked about, you know, anything that you have, like whether it's a sack of potatoes yeah. or whether it's like whatever, yeah. because actually there's a massive shortage of gym equipment now, isn't there? Because obviously oh. everybody has been out buying dumbbells and kettlebells and stuff. Like I can't buy a, a kettlebell for love and money. <laughs> the pre- the um, prices have just gone honestly. through the roof. It's ridiculous. But I mean, if you even think about if you have um like a dining room chair, the, thing, yeah, the, yeah. The, the things you could do with a dining room chair, you could do tricep dips on it, you could step on and off it. Um, even just like if you've got some stairs in your house, you can run up and down the stairs, you can squat, jump on and off the stairs, um, you know, press ups, squats, lunges, running, yeah. burpees. There's so many things you can do just utilising your, your own body weight and things that are around the house. Um, there's there's not really much excuse really. You don't you don't need a fancy gym to to get fit. Yeah. You don't. Well, I can see why you're good at motivating people because I'm up I'm up for it now. I'm like, yeah, let's work out. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm glad because I've got like a little uh, a good little workout plan for you at the end of this. <laughs> God. Um okay, one more question then before we move on to the on to the workout. Um which I'm now terrified about. Um what's uh, in terms of nutrition um I guess I mean we we talk about this quite a lot and obviously there's a lot of information out there about you know b12 and getting your kind of vitamins that you don't necessarily access from a vegan diet but what's your what's your philosophy on that and how do you um suggest that people eat you know particularly Mm -hmm. if they've got families at home and they've got they're not just cooking for one you know there's got to be something that the kids are going to like as well what's your what's your approach to it yeah, so that's always been my approach is first and foremost to, to almost like normalise veganism. I think people, mm-hmm. if, for example, if you go to somebody's house and they're not vegan and you are, they completely blindly panic as to what to make you. Yeah. So all my, all my recipes are, are, are meals, family meals that I grew up with, lasagna, spaghetti bolognese, 
chili, not chili con carne now, but chili sin carne, curry and rice, um, do you know, like pasta sauce, just things that you grew up with, pancakes, porridge, but things like that just made vegan. Um, yeah. So I think there's, there's take take the panic away from it and take away the thing that it's, it's got to be somehow got to be fancy. Um, I think we should always, if we're striving for health, um, and certainly for the environment as well, always go for whole foods. Try and avoid processed foods. Mm-hmm. Um, whole foods, plant based, that's cheap as well. Um, do you know, food yeah. beds cheap. And try and access your foods from as wide a variety as possible. So eat as wide a variety of fruit and vegetables as possible. Um, a wide variety of seeds, wide variety of nuts, wide variety of you know legumes and beans, pet pulses, lentils, things like that, grains. Um, and I think you probably will get, if you're eating that sort of plant-based diet, you're going to get as, as as wide a variety of nutrients as, as is available to you. Now, we talk about the, 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 B, the B vitamin deficiency. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, do, I do not think in my dental career and also in my co- co- uh, personal training coaching career, I have not come across one vegan with a, a vitamin B vitamin deficiency or any other defi- deficiency, I have come across so many. Um, what what should we call them? Omnivores. Yeah, who, defi- yep. who are who are deficient. So I think it's just. I mean, B vitamins are just, just they're just lacking in food anyway, just because the land has been over farmed yeah. and our food yeah. has been so modified and so processed. It doesn't matter whether you're vegan or not. Um, people are just lacking in B, B vitamins. So I think you should be taking a, a B vitamin supplement. Um, I think supplements should always be seen as just that. They are to supplement a healthy diet, never rely on them for your nutrition. But be yeah. aware that, that we do need to top up. Um, definitely B vitamins, so B, B vitamin complex. Um, and I think really something that I don't know if you've noticed has come to light recently um, with coronavirus is vitamin D. Um, yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. People are massively deficient in vitamin D, and um, probably more than B vitamin deficiency. But now it's shown that people, we've always known people of darker skin, they assimilate vitamin D from the sun much, much less than people with lighter skins. Um, and obviously people with darker skins living in colder climates like the UK um, are much more prone to unfortunately dying from coronavirus because they've not got the, the yeah. vitamin D. Um, so I think it's supplement with, with vitamin D for everybody. Um, I think that's, I mean, a, a sort of stark um, consequences. You could die from coronavirus, but a lot of people, even from vitamin D deficiency, suffer sort of de- depressive symptoms. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so like seasonal affective disorder and, and, and that yes. kind of thing is obviously down to not getting enough sunshine. And, yeah. Yeah, supplement um, with vitamin D, definitely. Um what else would I say? I would say omega omega three fat. Omega. I was going to say because the fish thing is uh, yeah. that's one of the things we can't get as well, isn't it? And actually, that one I never hear people talk about that ever. Um, but and it's um, only I'm my very... husband who had a test done, and he was like, "Oh, I've okay. not got my omegas are not okay. are not high enough." Yeah. He did one of these driver tests, and I mean, he started taking one. I'm but, very, um, very keen in people getting omega from diet, even plant based diet, um, spirulina. Um, flax seed, flax oil, hemp seed, hemp oil, nuts and seeds. I would still probably supplement as well. Um, so that that's your main ones. But also bear in mind that the supplement industry 
I know certainly in the UK, I don't know about other parts of the world, it's not regulated like the um, pharmaceutical industry is. Uh, so for your dosages and your, you know, what's actually contained in the supplements can sometimes be um, incorrect. So I've got a vitamin right. D, D supplement. I, um, I've got a vitamin D supplement and vitamin D is measured in I.U. So you need 4,000 mm-hmm. 4, I.U. per day. The supplement I've got at the moment is only 1,000 I.U. per day. So I take four. Um, but according to the writing on the bottle, they reckon that one I.U. is 500% of your daily allowance. You, you, you oh, wow. Your RDA. So the RDAs, I don't know where they're getting the where they're getting the information from. So it's important to sort of do your research and properly take your information from, you know, consultants and proper sort of research papers as opposed to just perhaps trusting, um, I won't name any names, but just trusting any sort of supplement store and just walking in. I think you probably got to do a little bit of background research because you, you could be supplementing, but not enough. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. On the flip side, you could be spending quite a, quite a lot of money supplementing too much and literally just, it would be excreted by your urine, so you would just be peeing money down <laughs> the loo. Yeah, literally, literally yeah, pissing money down the drain. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sort of just taking your health into your own hands, and I think it does take a bit of time, but just I think it's always just better to understand things properly for yourself, isn't it, and know that you're making the right decisions. Um, yeah, yes, yeah. That's, that's my take on supplements and nutrition. Amazing. Um, oh, brilliant. Okay, so. Um, should we should we launch into the workout what kind of workout is it (laughs) can I do it with headphones on you can yeah so this is um I thought I'll just plan a couple of little exercises just to show people that you don't need any equipment and you barely barely need any room and it can be done pretty much anywhere I mean I wouldn't advise any listeners to do start doing this if they're currently driving the car Um, (laughs) and maybe if you stood in the supermarket queue you might get some funny looks but it just depends how much of an extrovert you are um absolutely so, i'm all for that yeah <laughs> just to show you that just utilizing your own body weight and moving your body in such a way you can pretty much work every muscle and joint in your body and you get your heart rate up at the same time and um, so i'm going to talk to you through three different movements um, okay. so, so if you want to do it and maybe if, if the listeners if you're in an appropriate place maybe want to give it a try as well so I'll just get you to practice the three different moves I'll talk you through them and then we'll just okay. build, build them into like a really really short workout and um, that the, you can then expand on a, at home if you so feel like it um, Perfect. So, so the first move is probably my favorite exercise and it's called a burpee I don't know if you've heard of them oh god yeah I so, have I'm just gonna wheel my chair back yeah <laughs> All you need to do is stand up, okay? Yeah. This this can be adaptable to, to any ability or any fitness level. Um, and then what I want you to do is just start to crouch down, bend your knees, and yep. you, might, you might rock up onto your toes a little bit, and then just put the palms of your hands on the floor. Yep. So what you, now, what you now need to do is either jump or step your feet back, so then you can, your whole body's straight and you can just lie your whole body face down on the floor. Oh, on the like, floor, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, okay yeah by that little oh i could tell you there and then what you need to do now is just start pushing your weight back up into your hands almost like you're doing a press up and then yep. either either step or walk your feet back up to your hands so you're in a bit of a sort of folding forward position yeah and then you need to stand up straight and then just yep. do a little jump and clap your hands above your head at the top yep. okay so you've done one burpee well done 
So depending. Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear the clap? That, that's the proof, isn't it? Um, <laughs> proof of the clap. Yeah. Depending on your fitness level, obviously you can literally, if you're really fit, throw yourself on the floor and jump back up again. If you're a beginner, then you can just take it very slowly and just gradually get yourself down, gradually get yourself back up again. And it's the sort of skills that I think people lose as they get older. You should, everybody should be able to to lie on the floor and get themselves back up again, shouldn't they? Really, but I think it's oh yeah, it's, yeah, good point. Those, yeah, those sort of sort of multi jointed um, movement patterns patterns in the body and the brain that I think people tend to lose as they get older in our sort of modern sedentary lifestyle. So it's important to do stuff like that. So that's a burpee. So okay, next, great. I'm assuming you've been sitting on a chair and you're at a desk. I have, yeah. yeah. So depending on how stable you, your chair is, or you might want to use your desk, what you're going to do is um, put your back to either your chair or your desk, and you, yep. you're going to put put your hands either on the seat, either on the seat of your chair or on your desk, and your hands yep. are going to be the hands are going to be behind you, and your fingertips mm-hmm. are going to uh, your fingertips are going to be facing or pointing towards your butt okay yep is it a tricep dip yeah rest in the weight on the palms of your hands and then you're just going to creep your feet forward a little bit to give yourself a bit of room yeah and then you're just going to start to bend at the elbow and just start to lower your body taking the majority of your body weight on your arms until your 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 elbows are at a right angle bend and then you're going to try and just push the weight through your palms of your hands and push your body up, back up to straight and your arms up to being straight. So that's, that's, okay. a, that's a tricep dip. So yeah, that's, that's that, half, yeah. that to- tones the bingo wings, the area that everybody wants to tone. I'm not suggesting that you've got bingo wings, but everybody wants to tone that area. Oh, we've all got them. Um, we've all got them. <laughs> and again, that exercise can be done. The closer your feet are to your body and the more weight you're taking on your feet, then the easier it is on the upper body. The fitter you are, you you want to have your feet and legs further away from your body and your arms, your legs straight. So that's a tricep dip. So the, yep. <clears throat> the third exercise, you just need to be standing up in some free space, and then you're yep. going to have your your feet slightly wide in hip distance and turn your toes out slightly, mm-hmm. and then you're going to sit your bum back and down like you were going to be sitting on a chair or sitting on the toilet. So you're doing a squat. And yep. you you want your bum to get low enough so your bum's level or below your knee teeth. Oh my gosh, this is like the CrossFit Games. <laughs> um, literally, like every single time I see CrossFit, I see that they get their bums on the floor, which is basically impossible. <laughs> and you don't okay, need to get your, you, you don't need to get your bum on the floor, but you want you you your bum to be pretty low, and then you're just going to drive the weight through your heels and squeeze your bum and come come up to standing straight. Oh, okay. So you've, yep. so, you've done, so you've done one one squat. One squat, yeah. Right, so we're just going to build that into a small circuit, which you're just going to do one round of. And then if anybody feels so inclined, they can carry on and do another maybe two or three rounds. And then what you would do would be just build that up and maybe add a round each week. Um, yeah. Or maybe, maybe try and do it a bit faster. So you're going to do five burpees. So you ready? Oh, God. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Can you, can okay, you grab a hit? Okay, so get yep, down lower and then you can count them out for me. Once you've done one, then let me know. Okay. One. Okay, one more. Two. Good. This is really hard. That piece is so hard. Four. Okay, one more burpee. 
Five. Okay, oh, so I'm, you're I'm gonna go warm. straight into your tricep dips. You're going to do 10 tricep dips. Yep. So make sure you get that full bend at the elbow and really try and feel the burn on the back of the arms. One, two, three, oh my god, ten, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then to finish off, you're going to do 15 squats as fast as you can. <laughs> do I have to go all the way down and all the way up? Yes. Okay, right. One, two, three. Oh, you're four, fast. Five. Well done. Six. Yeah, surprisingly. Seven. Eight. Nearly there. Yeah. Nine. Ten. Last one. Well done. Eleven. Oh, I thought you said 15. I'm oh, yeah, I, I did. Sorry. Yes, oh, 15. you did? Oh, no. Sorry. Four more. <laughs> 13. 14. 15. Oh, well done. So that just shows you that you can, no equipment, barely any space. You've pretty much worked every muscle in your body and you've got your heart rate up in, what, how long did that take you? Like a minute or something like that? Um, yeah, like literally a minute, yeah. Amazing. And you, you could easily do that, do that little circuit, have 30 seconds rest and go through the circuit maybe three or five times, even up to 10 times if you felt like it. And you've literally not, spent much time you probably not even don't even really need to change into gym gear do you and it'll give you that sort no. of that physical and mental boost it gets the endorphins flowing it just gets the body moving and just just gives you that little feel-good factor um and yeah. you've, not, you've not even had to move away from your desk really so <laughs> I haven't I've barely moved and my I tell you what my heart rate is definitely up Good. um perfect so uh I think that worked you did you did well to be able to talk through that as well <laughs> Well, I sort of actually. So my heart rate. I'm. I've got an Apple Watch on, and it, my heart rate is one one ten right now. Brilliant. So that that's given you proper cardiovascular workout, but at the same time, you've worked muscles as well. So good, perfect. I have fabulous. So thank you so much for that. That was uh, that was good. I've actually you've inspired me now. I think I might um head off and continue my workout. Um, <laughs> but uh, you've also um whilst I get my breath back do you want to just tell us about the uh recipe ideas that yes. you have kindly created for our listeners mm. so as I was talking earlier about you know vegan nutrition um I've spent years trying to hone recipes that that will you know they'll, they'll suit the fussiest kids and the suit family meals and um so I thought what I would do for you guys is I've put together um like a mini recipe ebook so there's a there's a breakfast there there's a lunch, there's an evening meal, and there's a snack. Um, and they're all um, pretty much like minimal prep. So I'm not a fan of spending loads of time in the kitchen, chopping, preparing, using loads of fancy ingredients. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much everything I make is like just involves one pot. Yeah, minimal washing up or minimal like dishwasher action there, which is always brilliant. Um, everything I make, all my recipes are always bulk make as well. So if, you, if you're going to take the time to cook, you may as well, instead of making one portion, make eight portions. You know, yeah. Utilise your Tupperware, get a Sharpie, mark it up, stock the fridge and freezer. So the next time you want something quick to eat, you don't have to cook from scratch, but you're still going to be able to get something that's really fresh and nutritious. You're not going to reach for junk food or fast food. 
Um, yeah, that's what the recipes are like as well. Ingredients that you've probably likely got in your store cupboard or your fridge and freezer anyway. Um, and stuff that's super, super tasty and doesn't necessarily feel like you're eating a big pile of veg or vegan, which a lot of kids, that really turns their noses up. Um, yeah. So inc- yeah, I've included those four really, really simple to make. Anybody can make them recipes. And they're all sort of favourites of my family and of all my clients as well. Um, and at the end of that little recipe mini ebook, I've always I've also put a link to a workout. Um, so it's a full workout, a video with me coaching you so you can follow along in real time. Um, it requires no equipment, very little space. Um, it's suitable, suitable and adaptable to all abilities from beginners to advanced. Um, it'll, it's from the warm up to core workout, upper and lower body strength and conditioning and cardio as well. Um, it'll take you between 30 and 40 minutes maximum to complete that workout. Um, so everybody can follow along with that at home. And even if you were starting from not being active or, or being very sedentary, even if you did that two or three times a week, you would really notice the difference um, mm-hmm. in, in your physical and mental health and well-being, I think. Um, and because the whole the whole workout's there for you and I've planned it out and I'm going to talk you through it, you, you've not got that headache of thinking, oh, I want to exercise, but what will I do? How much is the right amount to do? How much is too much? How much is not enough? Am I performing the exercises correctly? All those um, issues have been taken away. You just need to press play and just follow along. Absolutely. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I will definitely, um, I will definitely try the workout out myself, and I'll let you know how we get on. Yeah, give it a go. I think the might. I don't know if there are burpees in there. There might be. <laughs> well, I'm a pro now. I've done five, so uh... exactly you are. <laughs> um, so um, yes, absolutely. So, listeners, um, the uh, recipes and Stella's workout will be available on our blog and on Instagram as well. Um, and we do encourage people to to find Stella on, on Instagram. I think you're Stella Woodward, the vegan coach, aren't you? So yeah. If they yeah. give that a Google, I'm Stella Woodward, vegan coach. That's my website. That's my Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And I purposefully included vegan in my title. I know some people who are vegan businesses shy away from using mm-hmm. the word vegan because sometimes it alienates. Um, but I found I was googling. A vegan coach and I couldn't find one so I thought you know what I'm just going to make the name dead simple so everybody knows what it is I do and I, I found it, it it doesn't put people off because I'm not pushy and I'm not an activist um and I would say about 50% of my clients are not vegan um I was gonna and actually yeah yeah that, that's totally cool um and as I mentioned I think it was off air earlier on to you that I'm not the sort of vegan who rams it down people's throats. I don't preach. I'm not here to convert people. If anybody has any kind of questions, I will always answer them. Um, yeah. But uh, other than that, I'm, I'm not here to convert people because, as we mentioned earlier, food, it it's such an emotive subject. It's wrapped up in culture, religion, emotions. There's so many things that govern and rule what people eat and how people eat and it's not my place not my place to judge or change how people think or feel um I'll always give people information if they ask but I'm certainly not here to alienate or judge anybody or or preach to anybody definitely not so um don't feel like if you start following me that you're going to be getting loads of like 
vegan vegan activism because you're not (laughs) (laughs) just gonna get some really helpful tips and advice and exactly uh, yeah and and access to a nice community full of yeah i just want want everybody to be healthy and happy physically and mentally um just to be able to feed the kids healthy food and for that to be easy you don't want it to be to be difficult or obscure or elitist or anything like that it should just be accessible to everybody shouldn't it and it should be fun yeah yeah absolutely um uh, yep yeah, couldn't agree with you more i'm so pleased that our philosophies are, are 100 yeah, percent aligned um, definitely. we uh <laughs> we will definitely um definitely stay in touch and um oh, yeah, that would be keep great. watching you on instagram um yeah. but uh for now thank you so much you've been a wonderful guest and oh, you're uh, welcome it's been lovely chatting to you and also putting you two pieces <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, I'll go off, off and recover and have a cup of tea, and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll let you go. But thanks so much, Stella. That was brilliant. Ah, oh, thanks again. See you soon. Bye. So that was really interesting interview, Sarah, and and we have lots of interviews lined up. Uh, can't really confirm what's going to happen next, but we've got a lot of interesting people who said yes to coming on uh, Vegan Curious to so we can speak to them very very soon. We might even do a show at some point where we're both in the same room. Uh, I'm I, I'm assuming I'm in your social bubble, Sarah. Uh, well, no, not at the moment. You're only if you're a single uh, single person could you join my bubble. Um, oh, I hopefully hopefully soon hopefully we will be able to do this in the same room and uh, do uh, a live taste two meters apart two meters apart no not in the same room it has to be in the garden have to do it live from yeah. your garden i don't think the audio quality would be very good in the garden though would it we'd have to stand quite far away from the microphone yeah that's true mm, but, um... interesting well that's not one for our listeners to worry about. It's probably probably a technical issue that we should uh, talk about later. But uh, we do have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Um, uh, we are going to also be doing um, our first vegan book review. Um, so uh, on the next episode, we will be talking about Tender is the Flesh, um, which is about as gruesome as it sounds. So uh, watch the space of that one. That will be coming up on our next episode. Um, and if I haven't put you off too much uh, by talking about that, um, also quite a lot of talk about ducks today, then um, do follow us on uh, Instagram at So Vegan Curious. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can drop us an email on vegancuriouspodcast at gmail.com. And that's it, I think, isn't it, Ash? I think that's all. Have a brilliant week, everybody. Uh, thanks everybody. Bye.
There is no meat. Come join us if you're vegan curious. Come join us if you're vegan curious.